Oh, it's the age-old question, isn't it? Candy cane stirrups or Allen boot stirrups for vaginal gin surgery. How many times are we asked that every time that we post a gin surgical procedure? Well, here's the issue. It doesn't just seem to be physician preference. It may also impact patient recovery and function for up to six weeks after surgery. So in this podcast, we're going to cover a new randomized clinical trial from August 2020 in obstetrics and gynecology, the Green Journal, that put this question to the test. But despite coming from a great group of researchers and a fantastic academic center, the study does raise some questions and has raised some criticism. But before we get into that, we'll come back and cover the basics of positioning next. This is Clinical Pearls. The lithotomy position is a variation of the supine position in which the hips are flexed, the legs abducted, and knees flexed. The legs are secured in leg supports like candy cane, knee crutch, or boot supports. As with the supine position, the arms can either be tucked at the side or abducted to less than 90 degrees and supinated on padded arm boards. The foot section of the operating room table is then lowered to allow surgical access to the perineum for vaginal surgery. In the lithotomy position, the legs can be positioned into a low, standard, or high position as dictated by the surgical team. As with the supine position, the patient in lithotomy can be positioned in Trendelenburg or reverse Trendelenburg. Peripheral nerve injury has been reported after surgery in the lithotomy position. Injury to the common peroneal nerve appears to be the most common nerve injury. Again, that's a clinical pearl. With dorsal lithotomy, either with candy cane or boot stirrups, the common peroneal nerve is the most likely to be affected. Symptoms include motor weakness in ankle extension, ankle eversion, and foot dorsiflexion. This can be accompanied by variable sensory loss of the dorsal of the foot and the lateral leg. The mechanism of injury appears to be related to stretch and compression of the peroneal nerve. Overall, the risk of peroneal nerve injury increases with the length of surgery, so this is an important thing to remember. Reports indicate a 100-fold increase in risk per hour that's spent in lithotomy. This can be minimized by intraoperative position changes of the legs to limit the time spent in lithotomy. Recent evidence suggests decreasing incidence of common peroneal nerve injury due to better awareness and proper surgical positioning. But wait, there's more. Other potential nerve injuries include compression of the lateral femoral nerve, leading to lateral thigh pain or paresthesia. The femoral nerve can be injured via compression beneath the inguinal ligament with extreme thigh abduction and external rotation of the hips. Remember, avoid extreme thigh abduction and external rotation of the hip. Femoral nerve injury leads to quadricep muscle weakness, loss of knee jerk reflex, and sensory loss over the thigh and the medial leg. Sciatic nerve injury has also been reported after lithotomy with excessive hip flexion. 
Now, before we get back in to the specifics of this August 2020 new study, we have to review something for patient safety. The lithotomy position also increases the risk of crush injury to the patient's hands and fingers. If the arms are tucked at the patient's sides, the hands might rest at the break in the operating room table. When the foot section of the operating room table is brought back to the normal position, at the end of the procedure, the table can impinge the fingers or the hands and can lead to serious crush injury. Has that happened? For sure, and it's always terrible. So careful attention should be paid to the hands prior to raising the foot of the table. All right, let's come on back and talk about the actual study from August 2020 in the Green Journal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly, Tilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In the August 2020 edition of Obstetrics and Gynecology, Anita Gupta et al. published the randomized controlled trial of candy cane compared with boot stirrups in vaginal surgery. The primary objective was to evaluate differences in physical function at six weeks after vaginal surgery among women positioned in candy cane versus boots stirrups. This was a single-mast, randomized controlled trial of women undergoing vaginal surgery with either candy cane or boot stirrup support. This was a single-mast, randomized controlled trial of women undergoing vaginal surgery with either two positioning methods. The primary outcome was a change in physical function from baseline to six weeks after surgery, reported on the patient-reported outcomes measurement information system known as the PROMISE form. In order to reach power, they calculated that they would need 64 participants in each group. From March 2018 to October 2019, 141 women were randomized and 138 women were included in the final analysis, 72 using candy canes and 66 using boot stirrup support. There were no baseline differences in patient characteristics, including age, body mass index, comorbidities, or pre-op history of joint replacement. There were no between-group differences in surgery type, duration of surgery, estimated blood loss, or adverse events at six weeks post-op. Participants in the candy cane group demonstrated worse physical function at six weeks compared with the improvement seen in those that had boot stirrup use. So their conclusion was that in women undergoing vaginal surgery who were positioned in boot stirrups have significantly better physical function at six weeks after surgery compared to women who were positioned with candy cane stirrups. All right, so that seems pretty straightforward, right? Candy canes worse physical function by six weeks. But if you actually take a look at the study design, it actually raises much more flags and criticism than solutions. There's a great commentary by Roseanne Coe out of Medscape who actually address some of these concerns and questions. Dr. Coe is fantastic. She's with AAGL. She's at the Cleveland Clinic. And I want to highlight these concerns or comments because, well, they're pretty accurate. Listen, the only difference between the two arms of the study is associated with the 
angles between the femurs. As Dr. Koh correctly states, the difference of the angles at the femurs is not inherent to the type of stirrup, but in the method in which the patients were positioned using the two different types of stirrups. The same wide angle between the femurs can be attained with the boot stirrups if the patient is not positioned properly. To determine if the same benefit in physical function is achieved with a lesser angle between the femurs, then the investigators should have used only one type of stirrup, whether it's candy cane or boot stirrups, and then change only the angles of the femur. Now again, remember that this study was conducted at a great institution, University of Louisville, but that's not the issue. It was how these two groups of patients were actually studied. These studies included a combination of vaginal hysterectomy, vaginal wall suspension, like uterosacral or sacrospinous ligament fixation, vaginectomy, like partial or total, mid-urethral slings, or other surgeries like urethral diverticulotomy that required access to the vaginal area. Among the 138 women included, remember that 66 went to the boot or the yellow fin stirrup and 72 were randomized to traditional candy canes. They were positioned in the assigned stirrup by the attending surgeon with assistance from the surgical team after administration of anesthesia and were informed of their allocation at the end of the study at six weeks to prevent bias. On day one post-surgery, a 100-point visual analog questionnaire was administered for pain in the lower back, hips, buttocks, thighs, knees, calves, and feet, followed by a series of questionnaires at six weeks post-surgery, including what we previously described, the PROMISE questionnaire. While the authors acknowledge that neurological injuries following vaginal surgery are rare and therefore difficult to measure, physical function is a prudent alternative measurement. Although the study was designed to compare lithotomy stirrups, patient positioning was also measured. Once the patient was anesthetized, the surgeon used a goinometer to measure flexion at the hip and the knee joint, the angle of abduction and external rotation at the hip. The angle between the femurs was measured by placing the fulcrum of the goinometer at the anal opening. While the angles of flexion at the hips and knees were similar between groups, the study found a significant difference between groups in the angle between the femurs. In addition, the primary outcome, change in physical function, based on the PROMISE questionnaire, states while subjects in the candy cane group demonstrated a decline of 1.9 in mean physical function score at six weeks compared to baseline, those in the boot stirrup showed an increase of 1.9 from baseline. The mean six-week post-op scores were 45.8 versus 49.8 in the candy cane and boot stirrup group respectfully. That gave a p-value less than 0.01. Now, although the measurements were obtained with a goinometer at the beginning of the surgery, here's the catch. It did not appear that a repeat measurement was performed at the end of the case, so it's possible that positioning could have shifted and resulted in further change in the angle of the femur, hips, and knees compared to the beginning of the surgery. 
In addition, compared to the candy canes, the boot stirrups has bulky boots that could limit opportunities for bedside assistants who were standing next to the primary surgeon to lean against the patient's thigh during the surgery. There were measures done to ensure that assistants were not leaning against the patients, I'm sure, but they were not well described. Lastly, the authors failed to provide any likely rationale for the impaired physical function that was measured at six weeks that can be attributed to the difference in the angles of the femur. The findings of decreased physical function at six weeks in the candy cane group may be actually incidental, and it may be different if measured either an earlier point in time, like four or two weeks even, or at a later time, like three months. So we've covered a lot of information and a lot of angles, and we probably haven't even talked about angles since high school geometry. But nonetheless, it just goes to show that just because an article is in RCT and in a fantastic journal like Obstetrics and Gynecology, the Green Journal, and comes from a fantastic institution, you can still be left with more questions than answers. Here's the take-home point. Whenever you use lithotomy positioning, either with candy cane or boot stirrups, do so with adequate positioning and for the shortest amount of time possible. Remember to avoid leaning on the legs because that can also add assault to the peripheral nerves. So, candy canes or boot stirrups, it really still seems to come down to preference because this study didn't really add a lot of new information. Shortest amount of time possible, proper positioning, and you'll be in the clear most of the time. All right, we've covered the new study from Obstetrics and Gynecology, August 2020, covering candy cane versus boot stirrups. Thanks for being part of our podcast family, and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.